Hi, Gwen. Hi, how are you? Hey, it's Hashim. This is still a good time to chat. Yeah, this works. Great. Yeah, hold on one second. Samir, what's up? What do you need? You're with Mr. Slavin? Okay, give both the Chromebooks to Mr. Slavin when you're totally finished, okay? And then he'll bring them back to me. Thanks. Okay, sorry about that. No, that totally happens, right? So let's dive right in. I appreciate you taking time to uh, chat. So um, let's start with admittedly a pretty hefty question. What would you say motivates you as an educator, right? Um, As you go throughout your day-to-day teaching, the small interruptions that we just heard, what um, really continues to give you kind of the motivation to to come back every day and um, try to best support your students? You truly have to care about these students, and I do. Um, you know, I, I get to see them at the eighth grade level, and then I occasionally get to run into them when they're at the high school, and they, they, they come back and they tell me all these great things and all these accomplishments and, you know, how they're taking an honors class, and, and it makes me feel good. And I think that that's why I get up every single day, and I know what I'm doing every day is worthwhile. Yeah, and um, – Speaking to that kind of longer journey that students take from, say, the middle middle grades to high school, what would you say you really want to imbue in your students? What what are, what are the motivations, the mindsets that you're trying to give your students that you think will serve them as they continue throughout their secondary education, even, say, past graduation? Right. Well, one of the things, um, there's a couple of things that I always teach, I work on with my eighth grade students is um, I try to teach them organization on the basics so that if they get their organizational skills down in eighth grade, those will hopefully help them with their transition to ninth grade. Um, but I'm also trying to, I tried to do a little bit last year. I'm trying to incorporate it a little bit more this year. I'm trying to teach these kids to persevere. Um, one of the things that I've seen in the past few years is that whenever you have something that's a little bit more challenging and not what they're used to, the kids tend to kind of shut down. They're challenged with things and they, they shut down and they just say, I can't do this or I don't know how to do it. So I'm trying to get them to change their mindset, um, to like, I don't understand how to do this yet. How can we approach this differently? So this entire year, I try to step back more as a teacher, um, to teach them more independence. A lot of our kids will write a couple of answers and then expect us to run over and tell them that they're doing it right or, you know, very simple things that they could figure out on their own. But I think they've been conditioned to us just answering it very easily for them. And and this year, towards like the middle of the marking period, um, you know, I kind of, I step back more and I make these kids just think about it first. Or if they fail, I make them try to think of a different approach to it to solving the problem. As you really try to hold this approach kind of front and center, this project kind of student-driven learning approach, what professional learning has a district, if any, been able to provide to really help you refine and hone the practices you need to help students realize that, you know, they can actually take ownership of their projects and they should be having conversations with peers. What is the PD support that you found, say, pre-micro-credentials that has helped you, say, take that to the next level? Right. Um, I have to give our district a great amount of credit for this one because they give us so much freedom to open things up to students. Um, They really emphasize student choice, and they also have implemented the uh, the one-to-one that really opens it, it opens it up for us because we can see what's available to us. We had 
Um, last year we had a professional development where we got to sign up for all these different kind of mini sessions. So we learned about the different kinds of technology or apps that we could use, and we got to, to use it while we were in there for, um, you know, that half an hour so we could see exactly we acted as if we were our students. So we could see um, and come up with ideas of how we could apply it in the classroom. So our district does give us opportunities to, you know, expand and, and build on what technology we can be using, and um, which helps give our students that, that choice and that ownership over the work. It's because we can step back and say, Here's the project. Run with it. So let's pivot explicitly now to micro credentials. What what sparked your desire to leverage micro credentials for your professional learning? Was there a classroom goal that you were seeking to address? Um, a larger, say, district kind of priority that seemed to be a perfect fit with micro credentials. But just talk to me a bit about what how micro credentials um, entered into your professional learning journey. Sure. The differentiated supervision was implemented last year, and so that means we were not given formal observations, but we had to kind of find something within our, our classroom um, that we personally wanted to improve on. So um, it, it took the focus off the students and more on our teaching, um, what we're doing, our practices, and, um, you know, it was very open-ended. So um, our principal and our, um, our, our coach here showed us the micro-credentials, and I thought that they were great because they took that big open-end question and they made it more focused. So um, some of the things, like they, they tell us what SAMR is, um, and they talk about that all the time, but until I saw, like, the micro-credential and how they spelled it out and specifically how I could, you know, break it down and apply it in my classroom, um, it just kind of simplified things and it became more clear. So I really liked that aspect of it. Um, so I did a couple of those so I could make sure that I was using the technology, uh, you know, effectively in the classroom. Um, but I also then looked at some that I thought were a little bit more challenging, like growth mindset, um, because I wanted to change the way that I was approaching the students. Um, and again, it all has to come back to me. It wasn't so much about what data I was getting from the students. It changed things that I was incorporating into my lessons, the way I spoke to the students, my expectations. So that was one of those ones that was a little bit longer, and I'm still working to achieve that one. Because this isn't like a quick little activity. This is something that I want to try to incorporate for the tenure of my teaching. To your point, where a lot of professional development has traditionally kind of been through the lens of the student, right? Like, what are the students doing? How can we make sure students are learning? Mm -hmm. um, Micro-credentials really kind of inverts that by saying, Okay, let's first make sure teacher practices are, you know, research best and um, really aligned to what we want our students to give back. Um, and in that way, I think a lot of people are finding micro-credentials a bit refreshing, right? And that it's not so much a focus on student learning. I mean, it is, right? You're implementing it in this classroom, but it's really taking asking you to take a a detailed look at what you're doing as an educator. And I think that's mm -hmm. really yeah, powerful. Yeah, definitely. Okay, um, so let's give, dig a little bit deeper in the tech micro-credential that you earned. I think it was a Samer um, micro-credential. What exactly was, say, your pre-micro-credential experience with, say, in integrating technology in your classroom? And then after earning that micro-credential, did you see any shifts in your practice any new approaches to students that you would attribute to the micro-credential? 
um, with the modification one, I, I took something and I'd been doing it for a couple of years where the kids had to take a story and we we're talking about office purpose and they created their own newspaper. So it was just um, pencil and paper. That was pretty much it. Um, and they would work in partners at most. Um, they could work individually or in partners. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to try to, um, one, incorporate the technology and two, increase engagement. So the way that I incorporated it was I said that they could, you know, I gave them the choice. They could still do the written if they wanted to. Um, but the other option is that they could create a video. And then we also kind of brainstormed this year. I, I gave them the option of like coming up with their own, whatever they wanted to video. Some people chose a newscast. Some people made a website with a newscast. Some people made an advertisement for the story um, for like a brick company for um, the three little pigs. What I saw is that the students were much more involved. It also helped us focus on our group work because that's the, the other thing that I kind of implemented last year. I, I did a focus on one of my microdentals was group work. So I took those two and I incorporated them together. So they had to also learn how to collaborate, how to share documents, how to share videos, how to plan, um, how to then revise after they've already done something. So there was a lot of different levels to it that I really liked about making the modification instead of just kids sitting and writing on a piece of paper and talking, um, you know, they were really engaged. They were all over my building, getting supplies, using a green screen. Um, and just, they were, they were excited to come up with the ideas and take ownership of it. And then I kind of just took a step back and saw what they came up with. It's really awesome. Um, it's great when you see students kind of sparking and coming alive in new ways when there's the right project. That was really it. Um, um, I think I would f leave with this last question. And it's, again, probably as big as the one that I started with. Um, what is your biggest hope, right, for micro-credentials? As you continue with the growth mindset micro-credential and thinking about how that might have implications across your tenure as an educator with the many students you'll come in contact with? My hopes with the micro-credentials is I feel like I just, you know, scrape the surface because there's so many different areas and aspects of teaching um, that I want to improve on that <laughs> um, I just feel like I haven't even had a chance to look into the different areas. And I think for, for the long term, uh, you know, we always, that'll always be an option for us. Thank you so much. This was really, um, really all good to hear. It's great to see how micro credentials are playing a role in your professional growth and really taking a content area like ELA, you know, I think a lot of people associate technology with naturally, you know, math, science, um, STEM learning. And I really love that the Samer micro-credential was able to really give your students a new sense of engagement with their, you know, their course material. I think that was, that's really great. Again, thanks so much for chatting. No, it's no problem. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. All right, you too.